Hey guys, welcome back to Leading on the Frontlines podcast with me, Dan Hornacek, your host. Uh, the only host, I suppose. But today, well actually first things first, a uh, couple, couple developments with, uh, with everything going on. First off, just again, like to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, commenting and, and liking my posts. Really appreciate that. Uh, check us out on Instagram, YouTube at uh, Leading on the Front Lines, and check us out on X, also known or previously known as Twitter, on Leading the Front. So excited to uh, engage with you guys there. Uh, a couple of things that have been coming up is that I developed a, um, a coaching uh, program. So I am offering some some leadership coaching slash mentoring kind of however you want to define it uh, it's something that i've been wanting to do for a long time and i finally have finished putting the website together and and being able to to offer that so there is an email subscribe on there which uh, i'll be able to forward my blog those um, are, are something that i i'm going to continue doing although i did fall a little bit behind this past week i had some visitors in town so uh, still in town, but I was I wasn't able to get the, to it this week. But I'll be typing one up and uh, releasing it here in the next couple days. But it is on uh, the Teachable.com is the the website that it's on that I'm offering these these this coaching service. It's really built for uh, anyone who just needs to kind of get a leg up on either how to interview better, how to um, build a resume. It could be something as simple as understanding conflict resolution. If you want a leadership one-on-one course, it's it's really um, just out there for, for people looking for an experienced person to be able to bounce ideas off of and, and help guide them in a direction of success. That's kind of the goal of the coaching program. So um, it's leading on the front lines is the podcast, the YouTube, it's still the, the name and, and what I'm trying to do. So, uh, leadership is not easy and it's nice to be able to talk to people about that. So there will be a link in the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in the, in the description of this episode. So check it out. If nothing else, just, just go check out the site. I would love some feedback on it. And, uh, if you're interested, there is uh, coaching available for you through uh, through me. I'm the person who you'd be directly talking to uh, via email first. Set up some Zoom calls and uh, do you know basically be able to to guide you in the direction that you're you're looking to get to. So today we're going to talk about uh, uh, stopping negative self talk. I think this is something that everybody does, myself included, and it's it's just kind of a you know, I can't even say that it's something that's more specific to right now in society or not, but uh, I think that self negative self-talk has always been a thing. I know it's a, a huge deal within psychology. I'm not going to go into that because I'm not a psychologist, but I think that, you know, doubt in and of itself is a, is a huge part of uh, leading a team. And it happens to, to everyone from like frontline managers to, you know, CEOs to uh, COOs, etc. Um, and I think it's important that we talk about it because I don't think enough people do. I don't think enough people talk about either, you know, they're implementing a new thing in an operation and they're nervous about it. I think, you know, people don't talk about it because it's looked at as like a sign of weakness within the organization. And this kind of goes hand in hand with having a mentor, right? Because if you do have a mentor, um, it's nice to 
be able to bounce these ideas off of. And, and if you're having moments of doubt or what have you, you have someone to kind of talk to about it. But, you know, again, doubt is a natural part of leading. Having negative self-talk is a natural part of leading. Um, so what do you do with it, right? That, that's really the, because it's going to happen. Like, let's, let's be real here. It's going to happen. So what do you do with this negative self-talk, right? Uh, I think you need to name it. Right. If you're sitting there at your desk or, you know, um, in front of your team, even if it's in the, the heat of the moment, I think it's important to call it out. Right. If you're sitting there um, having those those moments of this is going to fail or did I really think this through or what about this? What about this? I think it's important to say, let's pump the brakes where I'm, I'm kind of going down a negative road. Right. And then remove that thought. <laughs> Easier said than done, right? But I promise I have kind of a, a thing you can do. So go back to how you got to where you are, right? So if you're implementing a new plan, either with an operation or with a, a group of people, or if a collab is happening that you're kind of the leader on and you need to uh, kind of rearrange either who's doing what or um, you know go back a few steps on the progress you've made to rearrange kind of how the trajectory of the project's going, right? You've already gone through, or hopefully you've gone through, kind of what the plan is to move forward, right? You've thought through the different contingencies on this might get screwed up if I do A, it's going to not get me to B because then this is going to pop up, right? You should have gone through all these things. And a lot of us do. And by sitting there and re-going through uh, what we've already kind of come up with will help remove that doubt, right? Because you can sit there, and it's almost like a self-affirmation, right? You can sit there and be like, no, I did the research. I've done the work. This is everything that I've thought about and put in place is going to get us here, right, um, from point A to point B. And so you're able to remove the self-doubt or, or negative and removing that doubt removes that, that negative self-talk because then you can kind of write affirm to yourself like no I got this I, I can um, I'm confident in, in what's going to happen because I've thought through all the steps uh, another part um, of it is when you're building these plans right especially if it's something where you have a, a process in place right and that process is working right but it's maybe not working up to the level you need it to be. And what I mean by that is if let's say you're, you're meeting goals, but you know, next quarter, right? We're, we're in the fourth quarter, right? Right now. So going into Q1 next year, typically speaking, if it's not Q1, it's Q2 where they, they increase goals, right? And you need to reevaluate kind of the systems that are already put in place. So a lot of people are going to be thinking here in the next few months on how do I know my goal is going to go to here? How do I get there? I'm already what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm good. I'm hitting productivity or, you know, whatever goals or metrics need to be hit are being hit. Right. But now I need to perform better. So um, when you're doing that, and this is going to sound like weird advice, but keep your thoughts to yourself for a little while. Really just you know, you know what you do the better than anybody, right? Um, and create a plan, create a solution to whatever the problem is, and in your mind, just test it. And this kind of goes back to when I talked about observing your your you know your operation, or observing your team, or observing you know processes that are in place. You could reread uh, SOPs 
for people who don't know standard operating procedures, um, just go through those things and look for, you know, those pieces in which you can improve upon um, to, to get to your new goal, right? But that's not the end of it. I'm not saying just do this on your own. Come up with a solution and then go to someone who you trust to discuss it with them. And when I say this, I don't mean just you see them in the hallway or you just pop into their office. This is a really good opportunity to maybe set aside some time. And it doesn't have to be an hour, an hour and a half. It could be 10 or 15 minutes. And just preface it with, hey, I need to bend your ear on an idea I have. Or um, new goals are coming up. I'm kind of stressing about it. And I, I would like to hear your thoughts on how I want to move forward. Um, it allows you to listen to honest feedback from someone, especially if you preface it with, I want to hear your criticism, right? Uh, criticism isn't necessarily a bad thing. If, if nothing else, it gives you an outside the box perspective on what you're trying to change. So by finding someone who you can trust, uh, whether this be like a mentor or a peer within, you know, within your management group, um, it shouldn't be someone who's, and I say this lightly, but it shouldn't be someone who's beneath the position you're in, um, unless it's another management position that has, you know, their fingers kind of within it. And, and the reason being is because they're going to have a certain bias to what you're trying to do. If you're looking at it from a perspective of like the 30,000 foot perspective, and you're going to try to get the opinion of or the criticism or whatever from someone at a 10,000 foot perspective, they're going to have a bias to their part of it. Um, so I, I highly recommend um, look, talking to either a peer or above when you're when you're bringing on new ideas. Um, and you need to be open to honest feedback. And, and you should tell them that you need the honest feedback. Because otherwise, what's the point, right? It's easy to get kind of, um, you know, I don't know, offended or um, maybe defensive is, is a really good word. Let's, let's use that. It's very easy to get defensive when you've put the work in to, to, to develop this plan. And this person you're bringing it to might just pull the rug out right from underneath it. But like we need to look, we can't look at that as a negative. Like we need to flip that mindset of this is a really good thing because not only did you put all this work in and you created this plan, right? Um, maybe you did a lot of outside of the box thinking, a lot of critical analysis of whatever you're you're trying to put together, and now this person gave you a completely other um, idea. Or yeah, they might have pulled the rug out, but it's just going to open your your mind to new possibilities of of how to do this, right? So maybe you can marry the two together. Maybe you just steal their their idea outright. It doesn't matter, right? Because you as that as that manager are now growing. Um, you know, we learn through failures, we learn through experiences and being able to talk to people in a non-defensive way about these things is so beneficial because you can learn from them. Even if they are your peer, it doesn't really matter. So I think these are very, very good things, um, to look for when you're talking to someone because it allows you to be able to ask questions, right? If, if you're talking to someone about a change you want to implement and they completely pull the rug out from underneath the idea that you've come up with, you can ask them, well, why would you do it that way? Right? Not, it, this isn't, this isn't an ego thing, right? You could really learn that they look at it from this standpoint. And if nothing else, maybe they don't look at it from the perspe perspective you do. So now you've got two different perspectives you can put in place moving forward when you're making decisions. Because especially if you're implementing a new idea that you're feeling 
doubtful on and you're having this negative self-talk, talking to someone about it, listening to what they say, you could potentially in the moment be able to utilize those ideas or, or concepts that they're talking to you about. And you might have, a, a, it, let's say it does fail. You have almost like a fallback back plan just from talking to them. So I think that's, that's really, really cool stuff um, to look at. So you're there, right? You're about to implement this, this new, uh, new genius plan that you've concocted. And let's say within this, this plan, simple or complex, that you've made a bad decision uh, and you fail. Or you do fall into more of a contingency style, um, you know, um, this, this is more specifically for maybe operation style um, work, but if you do fall into a contingency style um, mode, you know, the cool thing is, is that if you were performing before or whatever, you can revert back, right? There's always kind of the fallback of the previous. Maybe you don't hit your goal. I mean, it is what it is. New, new plans typically don't um, go 100% as planned when you first go. Or when they first are implemented but the thing about it is is this is how you're gonna learn for the next time right maybe there was just a personality um, within the group or the team that you're collaborating with that you just overlooked and you realize that your new plan just does not really vibe with them very well that's okay right you can sit there and then that gives you the opportunity to have a one-on-one -on -one with that person or maybe have a one-on-one -on -one or, or a group discussion um, about the plan it's it's kind of unique and I've done this a couple times where you come up with this plan or solution and then at that point maybe after trying it once or twice then bringing it to your group and saying this is what I try to do what do you guys think uh, we should do to try to get this to be successful because this is why we need to do it and you talk about creating that ownership um, and and creating that little bit of a fire within your employees, um, that's really going to start growing respect for you as a leader. And it's going to, like I, I already said, it, it's going to create buy-in with your employees. Um, and now you've got something to fall back on. So all this stuff, if you're, if you're listening to what I'm saying, is going to completely get rid of negative self-talk, right? You can be confident. It's still scary. Don't get me wrong uh, to change um, but there's a concept to all this that I think if we were to to kind of wrap this all up, um, let's go back over everything, right? Before we before I get into that, so don't don't forget, let's stop negative self talk, right? You were put in your position for a reason, and the reason is is because you excel, and because you're smart, you understand the operation, you understand your people, uh, you're you're creating a culture within the workforce that you're in. So that's very, very important to remember. But it's still going to happen. You're going to feel doubtful. So what do you do? Call it out and, and recognize that you're going down the path of negative self-talk. Uh, and while you're doing that, remove it. Go through your plan. You know, Triple check all of your steps. And then when you do and you're like, yeah, this is going to work. If you need to say it out loud, say it out loud. But have that realization to yourself that I've put the work in to make sure this is going to work. I'm going to make sure that it does. Um, while you're going through this process, keep your thoughts to yourself. You know, really, um, really 
go through everything with a fine tooth comb. And then when you feel like you've completed the solution, bring it to a trusted colleague, um, your level or above and talk it out with them and listen and bring your defenses down to listen to some, uh, constructive criticism on, on things that you could do differently and, uh, ask questions and accept their honest feedback. And then when you're doing all this, so right, it's, it's done. When you're, when you're going about creating change, one of the easiest ways to kind of offset the negative self-talk is, and this is a really cool phrase, is use bullets before cannonballs. And what that means is make small, measurable changes instead of one catastrophic change to whatever it is you're doing, right? Because it's easier to back off from a small, bad decision, right? And it's easier to say, this wasn't the right move. I can learn from this or vice versa, right? You can, you make a small change and it positively impacts here. So you can try it here and see if it does the same thing. Whereas if you make one, like a bunch of changes, but implement them all at one time, you have no idea what failed where. So that's, that's my last little bit of um, uh, advice on that. So again, Dan Hornacek leading the front lines. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Again, look in the description of the, the episode today for my teachable link for uh, not only my website, just a little more information on me, uh, but I do offer coaching and mentoring uh, now. So just started doing that and really, really excited. If you guys have questions, there is an email link in the, in the website. So again, check me out, Instagram, YouTube, leading on the front lines or X, formerly known as Twitter, Leading the front, Dan Hornacek. Hope you guys have a good day.